Hey Coast Wizard listeners, before we begin today's episode, a quick word from our sponsor Zenler Ninjas. That's Z N L R ninjas.com for all your new Zenler needs whether it's virtual assistants or you need site migration and everything in between. Zenler Ninjas can handle it, so check them out and now let's get started with today's show. Welcome to the Course Wizards podcast with Amit Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get ready to discover the latest tools and tips on how to create, teach, and market your online training course. Now here's your hosts, Amit and Chris. What's up, Course Wizards? Welcome to yet another episode. I'm here with my co-host, Christopher. What's up, Chris? Hey, Amit, how's it going? Good it's to see good. you. It's going good. I'm enjoying my new wall <laughs> you are you have you have a whole different uh kind of glow about you this is it's got i i you know you're you, it's almost like you've got a filter in your whole room there is what it looks like yeah so is I that have right big, is it a filter one? no i have this big key light right here oh, uh, okay like, like a big like a photographer's light and then behind yeah. this uh, camera i have like a blue light it's the blue light that's doing it that's what's doing it i bet <laughs> yep, very cool probably, very probably cool. yes i'm i'm testing out how to set this up correctly for my youtube videos and what i found yep. my camera i have a canon m50 and it was whitewashing like too much brightness and i watched a couple of youtube videos found the best settings what i didn't realize is when i keep my monitors on there's no way around it that monitor light is like flashing on, on my you. face yeah, yeah. So now, obviously, you can't do anything about that in the podcast, but for my YouTube videos, I'm either going to get like a privacy screen, one of those mm-hmm. screens that you just attach to your monitor, or just shut it for my intro and outro so the light looks better and it's not like so bright. Interesting. Lighting can be, it's its difficult. It's not, you know, it's not as easy as just putting up a light. I've, I've been looking at getting another light uh, for my office. If, for those of you who are watching our, the video here, you can see the right side of my face. It has a dark cast on it. And it's because there's no light on that side of the room for me. So I've been thinking about getting a light to go right there uh, to hopefully light up that side of my face too. No, I think it, it's like contrast, right? I like it. It is, but it's, it, uh, it, there are times when it can be a bit dark. Like, it, I just need a little more light there, especially if I turn on this light. This is one of my lights. Now, look how dark it is over there. Way too light. Yeah. Too yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right. But so that's not why we're here, recording, But there's one more thing. Before we started recording, oh, yeah, yeah. Chris, you were telling us what was the latest purchase, software purchase that you did. Oh, yeah. So this is interesting. Um, I... For those of you who've been following a while, you may have heard me talk about Pinterest because we've been di- diving deep into Pinterest and uh, learning a lot about it. It's been uh, very interesting because a lot of our audience is on there. So we thought this is somewhere that could be really good for us. It's really a search engine as opposed to a social media site. And uh, I've discovered a tool called um, Pinterest ins- or Pin Inspector, I think is what it is. Yeah, Pin Inspector 2. And Pin Inspector essentially is an app that a gentleman created. And what it does is it d- takes away a lot of the manual labor of trying to find your keywords on Pinterest. You know how you've heard that you can go onto Google and, and you can go into the search and you can type a few letters of your keyword and it will show you the oh, search sure, results yeah. that are most searched for? Well, Pinterest yeah. does the same thing. 
Um, but you have to do that manually for every keyword you've gotten, for every variation of that keyword. Well, this allows you to do it automatically. And it's a very, it's a nice piece of software. Uh, looks like he actually has some for other social media networks too. Uh, I think this is kind of his gig is what he does is he creates these social media tools that do the searching for keywords for you. Uh, but yeah, check out Pin Inspector 2. Uh, it's a solid piece of software. It was, I want to say it was... Um, I think it's $69 for life, but they, they, you can find a $20 off code everywhere. In fact, I think it's, there's even one on the sales page. Uh, so it ends up being, what, $49 for life? And okay. it even comes with 10 licenses. So uh, pretty good. All right. Hook me up, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what are we talking about today, Chris? Yeah, today, okay, this is going to be interesting. We had a React episode a few episodes ago, and some people liked that. So we thought, hey, and we liked it. So we thought, let's do another React episode where we get a hold of an article and we go over the points in that article. It has something to do with courses or technology or something that affects us as course wizards. And uh, we just react to it. So uh, we found what we found is we went to Teachable site, and their latest lead magnet is called nine ways to update your school in 60 minutes or less. And so you put in your email and you download this valuable guide about how to nine ways to update your school in 60 minutes or less. And we're going to see if this is that valuable because after putting in your email and downloading it, um, we did and we looked at a few of the points and we thought, hmm, I'm not sure what we think about this. And so we thought, let's not read any further. Let's just get on this thing and talk about it. Because if, if someone asks me, what are some ways I can update my school? I have some very definite things in mind from my experience as a course creator. And I'm sure you do too, Amit, right? I, so, I sure do, yeah. Yeah, so let's see if we agree with this. Are you ready? Yes. What's so, the first one? First one, write or rewrite your creator bio. Okay. I mean... So, that's, I don't that's not bad. If, so, if you've had a change in your life, maybe. Yeah, I just don't know <laughs> like, how many people are... I know about me is important. I know it's important yeah. to get to know you. So, okay, I'll give this like... Let's do a scale of one to five. I'll give this a four out of five. I'll get. I'll give it a three. And I'll tell you why I give it a three. You're being a little more generous than I am in this one. Just because I think chances are... If you have put bios on social media and all your stuff, you've got a standard bio that you have tweaked and made very good. You probably don't need to update this all that much. But, you know, yeah, it's good to look at. So I'll give it a three. It's 50-50 it's chances for it being good, I guess. <laughs> all right. Let's go to the next one. Okay. Uh, the next one is check for any spelling or grammar mistakes. Yeah. I think that's solid. Yeah. yeah, solid. You 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 really need and here's here's something about this is don't just go through your course sales pages and all that, but actually go through the course itself. So many times when we're putting modules together and we're titling our modules and we're putting little extra bits of copy on those, it's very easy to make spelling and grammar mistakes that you don't see at the time because you're so busy working away. And when you go back and look at those things, you'll say, oh, I should have added this or I should have added that or I should have changed this or I spelled that wrong or whatever. So, yeah, I give this one a five. I like that one. Yep. Agree. Uh, agree I agree. use Grammarly, Chrome extension. I recently up uh, upgraded or I, ha I was on the annual plan, which was expiring. And then yep. I canceled my annual plan. And, of course, I got another 50% off coupon. And it was like. <laughs> 
it's 75 bucks for the year or something like that after the coupon. So I did try Lingwix, which is on yep. AppSumo. I feel like Grammarly has an upper edge. <clears throat> so so I use ProWritingAid, which has a lifetime uh, option for it. It's a few hundred dollars, but often they'll have sales. Uh, and it's always been very solid for me. It doesn't have as good like like browser extension stuff like uh, Grammarly does, and uh, but it's it's a solid grammar and spelling checker. Okay. What's the next that, one? Next one is update for any changes. Make sure your school sales page is completely up to date. Again, you want your students to know you care about your school and course as much as they should. So keep it up to date. Okay, so. I, I, I'm not sure what I think might have gone out of date on that. Um, I th and, and I agree that you should look for things you can change or make better on your sales page. In fact, um, that was one of the things I was going to bring up at the end here is that there's none of these that really focus on your sales page. And while I believe that you should, that's probably the number one thing you should do is focus on your sales page. Um, this seems to say they're like it's like they're just saying update it. Like if there's something that's changed, then go ahead and update it. And I I don't I don't think that that's really accurate. Do you? I would say maybe just test regularly on top yeah. of updating. Maybe it should say like test and update because I've been guilty of it too. Like I'll create a really nice sales page and then I stop looking at it for months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And yeah. you might even be driving traffic to it and you're still not testing it so make sure you're using free tools like hotjar uh, where you can record your visitors sessions yes. uh, which isn't like you're not recording your visitors face you're just recording their session to see where they're clicking what they're doing kind of thing uh, yeah of course update it as needed but more importantly keep testing yeah now if this and if this said that if this one said uh, t look at your, test your website, figure out what's working, what's not, and then change based on that, I would give this one a five. But because of the way it's worded, I'm going to give it a one because I really think it's they're they're completely missing it here. Um, but yes, you're right, Amit. And we talked about Microsoft Clarity in episode 121. That's like hot jars, completely free. That is something you should be running on your course sales page and you should update for any changes based on your search results or your uh, results from that for sure. What are you giving this one? What'd you say? Did you say you you? I feel like you were too harsh on this. I'll give it a like two point five. <laughs> two point five. Oh, we can do points now. <laughs> Why not? We make up the points. It's all made up. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's next, the next one, one is check your pricing. I think this mm. is a good one. Uh, you mm -hmm. want to make sure you are you have the correct pricing plans, whether it's a monthly option, annual option, split pay, or uh, whatever your pricing plans are. Make sure you're checking them. Uh, I would say maybe have it more than once as well. Like on your page, you don't have to just have it one time. Yes. Um, have anchor links. So when someone clicks on show me the price, because I think some people, I'm guilty too, sometimes make a really long sales page. And yes. then it's hard to for the user to just go to the damn pricing, right? Uh, so <laughs> yeah, jump, like jump, put jump links so they can just click show me the price and come straight to the pricing table. I would I give this a three and a half or four. Okay, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be more generous than you on this one. I'm gonna give it a five because I think many of us completely undercut ourselves when it comes to pricing. We charge too little for the knowledge that we have, 
because we think who would want to pay for that, not realizing that what we have is worth far more than uh, what we're charging. So check your pricing. Try to push it up a little bit and see if you can get more for what you're doing, because if you've got good information, it's worth it. So I'm going to give that one a five. Yep. All right. All right. Next one is to 14 and a half. I, don't, I lost track. Of yeah, that. I had to do. Uh, all right. Verify your contact information. All right. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's like your character creator bio, right? It, it should be up to date. And if it's not updated, but like, I guess this is a 30 minute or less one. This should be a quick one to do for sure. Yeah. I did get an email from someone recently about my ZZ templates, which is like the uh, service that I offer where we sell pre-made templates yes. for those who have a new Zendler school. And they said, Hey, I, on your ZZ templates page, your contact us isn't working. So I think I'd give this a five. Oh, so you got personal experience. You got, you got, uh, you got something in the game here. All right. Well, that's, that's good. All right. So how many points are you going to be divided right down the middle? Uh, you're at 83 right now and I'm at 64. All right. <laughs> 60 minutes or less. This, these are the things that take 60 minutes or less. So this could take a little longer. Um, the first one is to add testimonials and reviews from students. Absolutely. I'll give this a five. If you can have any new fresh testimonials, any new fresh reviews, which you should be asking for on a regular basis, you want to add those to your page. So I like that one a lot. And yes, it does take a little more time. What do you use to collect reviews? Uh, so what I did is I created a page on my website that has a short form in it where they can put their name, their email, a one to two sentence review, and then even upload a photo for me. And I send them to that page after they've um, subscribed to the course for a little bit. So it's just an automated thing that happens and I can garnish some testimonials that way. Uh, I absolutely think that that's something you should, um, you know, put in your series, your email series, if you've got one, because otherwise you'll forget to do it. It's too easy to forget to do that kind of thing. So, but, but I just created my own page. Do you use a tool? So I did buy warm welcome from AppSumo to mm -hmm. try to use it. Uh, but my personal favorite is just having them either in a private Facebook group talking about it or messenger or text. Because if yeah. I screenshot that and put it on my website, it holds so much more value yes. than them submitting a Google form, me copying that and pasting it into a super cool looking testimonial block. Yeah, I, I think it doesn't seem as authentic as seeing a screenshot from messenger. There is something super authentic about seeing a screenshot whether it's a screenshot from facebook or messenger or something else um i i love it when creators do that and i i agree that's if, if you can do it that way it also kind of breaks up the look of the page a little bit it makes it look just very yeah like you said authentic it makes it look very real yep yeah uh, what's the next one? what's our next one oh what, what did we give the testimonial block did we score it i'll, I'll, I'll give it a five all right same okay Next one is set up your welcome email. Mm -hmm. uh, I think this is a good one. It, it's, a, it's a good one, but this is not something you go update your school with. This is something that you should launch your school with. If you don't have a good welcome email, your uh, school may, is not going to be as effective as it could be. So I, I would say 
if you, if you need to update your email series, yes, that's fine. Uh, but this really is not something you should go in and do a year later, right? This is something yeah. that you should do upon launching the school. So I'm a little torn on this one. What do you think? I So I recently heard an episode with Brandon Gailey. We used one of his statistics about, um, I think, a few episodes ago, right? Uh, I think it was the productivity one. I forget which one it was. Uh, we'll come back to that. How to blog yeah. the right way. I think, uh, so no, it was episode 148, email series, eight tips on how to grow your email list. So one of the things that he had mentioned is, which I was doing it the opposite way of what he said. He was saying your welcome email should just have like one link that takes people to like a splash page, which has everything about you, your services, whether your podcast and this and that. My welcome mm -hmm. email pukes everything out in the welcome email. <laughs> here's my podcast. Here's my services. Here's this. Here's that. Yeah. Now, I yeah. don't know which one is best practice. You definitely should have a really good welcome email, which continues to keep them engaged and keep them in your funnel. I just don't know what the right amount of content to be in it. But I agree mm -hmm. with Teachable uh, and your assessment too that you should have this not updating your school, but when you're setting up your school and then every once in a while, every three months, maybe just set a reminder for yourself to check it again. Yeah. And, and to me, it's not just a welcome email. It's not like a single email. It needs to be an, an email series. Like yeah. uh, that kind of can help prevent you from putting everything in one place, right? You Because you can, you can dole it out over time to where the first one talks about you know, hey, thank you for coming. Here's how you log in. The next one might tell them how to go through the course, that sort of thing. And by doing that, it makes it just a little more palatable. So All I'm right. giving it a four. How about you? I'll, I'm going to give it a 3.6. <laughs> All, <right. laughs> All right. The last one is to add an FAQ. What's uh, What's that? Yeah. Uh, it, so it says, um, you know, if you notice students asking a the same question all the time, create a frequently asked questions area and help let other students help. I say absolutely. I love this one because this is the kind of thing that you would want to update on a regular basis using about 60 minutes. I also recommend thinking about uh, creating video in your FAQ because if you have something that you can demonstrate, that helps to keep adding material to your course. What do you think? Yeah. I'm going to give it a yeah. five. Same. I think it's objection handling, right? Uh, yeah. Other students are asking the same question, maybe in your live webinar or emailing you. Hey, but are you sure I can do this with this course? Will I be able to do this when I take this course? Will I be able to do X, Y, and Z? This is your chance to answer those questions. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything, that, those are the nine items. Is there anything that you think, you know, they should have put this in the list that's totally missing? I think they did mention update for any changes, but yeah, sales page is super important, right? I think that should maybe be its own bullet is yeah. making sure your sales page is crisp and you're updating the sales page regularly. Yeah, what the other you? thing is, yeah, I think if you've got videos that are based on a particular technology, you need to make sure that that technology has not been updated and you need to re-record your videos. Uh, so for instance, I have, um, in one of my courses, I train people how to use Socialbee, which is a um, uh, an app that you can use to put material out on all the social channels. I really like it and I recommend it in one of my um, 
in one of my courses. So I have a short video that shows how to use it. Well, when they went through an overhaul and changed how it all looked, I realized that I've got to re-record that video because now it looks different. And if you don't do that, you're just going to make your course look really out of date because they don't know that it just was updated. For all they know, it was updated two years ago and your course is really old now. So definitely I would do that. And then like you said, look at your sales page, look at those analytics, even look at the analytics of your course. If you've got modules that people are not watching they're not partaking in, they're not downloading the worksheets or whatever, go ahead and update, update those. Update the titles, if nothing else, to try and entice people to take them because it's not just about selling the course. It's about sharing your completion. knowledge and getting people to use it, right? Yep, yep, course completion. All right, yep. so you want to do a recap for us, Chris? Yeah, so uh, overall, their, their points are to write or rewrite your character bio. We agreed with that, uh, though it should be done early on. To check your spelling and grammar mistakes, we both agreed with that. Update for any changes. Oh, we disagreed with that because we thought that really what you need to be focusing on is that sales page and not just any changes that happened in your life, which is what that bullet seems to suggest. Uh, the next thing is to check your pricing. We agreed with that. Don't undercut yourself. Next, verify your contact information. And we said, yeah, I guess, of course. Um, next, the, the ones that take a little longer are adding testimonials and reviews. We absolutely agree with that. The next one is to set up your welcome email. Uh, we agree with that, but we believe that that is something you should have done when you launched your course, not way down the road. And then finally, add a frequently asked questions. Uh, that's super important. And then we added to that that you should constantly update your sales page more than anything else, any videos that might be out of date, as well as any uh, modules that people are not using. How's that sound? Did I do good? That sounds awesome, man. You did All right. awesome. <laughs> it's man. worth downloading. If you, if you want to get this, uh, go to, there's a link in the show notes. Plus, you can yeah. go to teachable.com, go to their blog. It's their current lead magnet. Um, I'd say it's 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 good, not great, but it's it's worth checking out. Yeah, and I think it's tailored more towards Teachable, right? For those, or they want to try For to promote sure. you to be a Teachable user. So don't do For that. Because sure. <laughs> we love New Zealand. But with that, thank you everyone for tuning in, for watching us on YouTube, for listening on your favorite podcasting platform. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. So we get you get notified every time we release a new video, which is every Wednesday. And keep creating. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Course Wizards podcast with Ahmed Aurora and Christopher Maselli. Get a free PDF of their favorite online training resources, as well as notes from this podcast at CourseWizards.com. Hey, Course Creator, this is Chris from Course Wizards, and I recently recorded a training that you're going to love if you're into writing. It's called Apps for Authors. In it, I share 10 apps that will save you time when it comes to productivity and plotting, writing, editing, formatting, and marketing your next book. And because you're a listener of the Course Wizards podcast, I'm making it available to you for free. Grab it at writing.fyi apps. That's writing.fyi apps.